Hello, and thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I'm your host and the author of the piece you're going to hear today. You can call me Daddy, you can call me Jack, you can call me what you want, just keep on coming back. I like that. I think I should keep it. <laughs> for, you know, however long I keep it until I don't. Ah, uh, so I was sick, and I've been doing horror binges. So let me just tell you, I'm here to spoil the shit out of a TV show that I hate-watched every single minute of. There's something special. There's something cathartic. There's something so fun for me when it comes to... when it comes to watching a horror TV show, right? Like, a horror movie can be very, very scary. Excuse me, I'm just adjusting you. I'm getting you closer. A horror movie can be very scary, and when it's not, when you, when you're not tapped into it, or it's just not that good of a movie, frankly, and then you you bounce off of it. You know, generally speaking, it's a hundred minutes or so. There's not a lot of long horror movies. There's the occasional Rosemary, sure, but by and large, not not a not a long genre. And so even if you're kind of laughing or snickering your way through it, like I did with last year on the server's Event Horizon, boy, I remember that movie being so much scarier than it was. Um, you're not involved in it for long. A horror TV show, however, right? Like if the premise of the TV show is, we're going to scare you, and then it doesn't, oh, man. Oh, man. There's something so nice about it. There's something... So relaxing. And so I, I previously slammed the last horror TV show that I watched called From, which is coming back. And I can't wait to tell you my thoughts on season two once it's done. Uh, I didn't know this show existed, but I've been talking about the, these movies and, and the genre. And so I got some recommendations from you all. Thank you very much for that. And, uh, yeah. I uh I didn't I didn't know this existed until y'all informed me of it. But uh, M Night Shyamalan has uh, had a TV show. It just concluded, four seasons long, four seasons of Shyamalan, with one premise. It wasn't an anthology show. I thought for sure when I heard, oh, it's four four seasons long. It's a different cast with a different premise every every season. No, 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 it's not. It's four seasons of a premise. And kids, I'm here to tell you that while I was ill, it kept me company, and it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. When I heard the premise, I immediately perked up. Ill as I was, I thought, this is it. This is what's going to get me through. Hate watching this show. In between fevered dreams and nightmares. This is, what, this is what's going to sustain me. And boy, howdy did it. Oh my goodness. The name of the TV show is called Servant. Not The Servant. Because that's how he rolls these days. He just has kind of ambiguous titles that are often missing an article at the beginning. And so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still just mad about old, like you wouldn't believe. What a piece of shit. So, I, <laughs> I heard about the premise of this one, 
And it's the exact same premise, as far as I could tell, as a movie called The Boy from the 2010s, in which an American nanny goes to, she shouldn't be American because the actress is English, goes to the English countryside to a rural house to care for a boy as a nanny, and then she gets there, this is in the 2010s, cell phones, you know, uh, I guess Zoom isn't quite there yet, but Zoom, proto-Zooms and all that. She gets there, fly, flying across the ocean and everything, and uh, boy turns out to be a doll. As soon as I heard the premise of that fucking movie, I, I, I said, I know what the ending is. As soon as I heard the premise, it's all I need. I was like, I know what the ending of that movie is. And I was right. And uh, I enjoyed that very, very much because the movie was not scary at all. You can't scare me with dolls. You can't do it. I don't know what happened to me as a youth, but uh, my mind immediately turns off because the physics don't change. This is my problem with Megan and why it can't scare me. Why Megan, no matter how scary you make a little girl doll, you can't scare me with it because she's still a doll. If children are capable of picking her up, then adults are capable of taking her head off. The end. <laughs> so, so I heard is, it's the exact same premise. Four seasons of a girl, an 18-year-old, goes to a house in Philadelphia of a yuppie couple. Nice, nice house. And they have a doll that the mom pretends is real. And right away, right out the gate, this show tells you it's going to be fucking terrible. All of the actors in this show will forever have my appreciation because they did such great work. And then Rupert Grint was also there. Such great work (laughs) for four seasons given there's a doll and we're going to pretend it's real and it's a horror show. (laughs) How do you psych yourself up for that for 40 weeks of your life? I don't know, but they did it and they nailed it. Gotta, gotta appreciate them for it. There's, there's no, there's no way out. So this show absolutely mines the uncanny valley. They're constantly showing the little boy doll in profile. He's a, he's an he's an upper class doll. It's not like a cheap little doll. It's a it's an expensive doll. It's a real doll kind of thing of a boy. And they can't wait to show it in shadows and profile and have it move around a little bit and then, you know, pull out and show you that somebody's holding it. Yada yada yada. So here's where I knew that this show, I, I mean, I already suspected I was going to hate watch every minute of it. Here's where I knew. Within mere episodes, again, I'm spoiling the shit out of this one. I'm just, you know, let me have some joy in this life. Within mere episodes, guess what? Premise number two, because you can't sustain 20 hours on that premise. The girl makes the doll real. He becomes a real boy. I'm just going to let that sit for a second. He becomes a real human being, and they cast a real baby <laughs> instead of a doll. 
So the mom always thought that the doll was real. And they kind of gloss over it because now he's making poopies and he needs to nurse and stuff. And, you know, how is she how is she managing that? But as soon as the doll's real, she's just like, there's no adjustment in her whatsoever. She's like, yay, hello, it's my baby, which is what she was doing before. However, the husband and Ron Weasley, the uncle, are like, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, no. <laughs> Where'd this baby come from? Because it wasn't a real baby, it was a doll. Let's just say, if you're expecting a resolution on that, you do not fucking get it. I, I, was, I was hoping beyond hope beyond hope that we were going to get an answer to it. And I thought, well, you know, it's M. Night, so the house has a fungus in it, or a mold, or some shit like that. And, like, they're all breathing it in, and so it's going to be a mass psychosis. And then they kicked me in the balls on that one, right towards the end of season one, where they take the baby to a church with a videographer and a hundred witnesses, and they all see a baby getting baptized. So I was like, well, you can't mass hallucinate your way out of this one. That would be the cheesiest shit in the world. So <laughs> they start going another direction towards the end of season one, which is there's an evil cult after this 18-year-old girl. Which, uh, again, for a movie... That's a sustainable premise. 18-year-old girl on the run from an evil cult. That, that's a movie. I, ex I, I mean, that could be its own fucking movie. You could take away the baby doll and everything. Sure, why not? Absolutely. Diablo Cody could write that shit. I, I buy it. Here's my problem, though. If, if an evil cult or organization can't take out an 18-year-old over the course of four fucking seasons, how evil can they be? Right? Like, at a certain point, like, they might be evil. They might be the most evil, malicious entities in the world, but they still have, let's go get her. Because the cult that they introduce at the end of season one, oh, it just keeps going, my friends. So, up until this point, it needs to be said, at the end of season one, that the 18-year-old girl is not the star of the show. She's not the protagonist. She's not the main character. We're, we're watching... An ensemble between mom, dad, and uncle. Okay? To skip ahead a little bit to season two, because, again, she's not the main character, so the 18-year-old disappears. She comes back against her will into the house. <laughs> because at this point, the mom's woken up enough to be like, hey, that's a fucking doll. Where's my baby? Because when the 18-year-old girl leaves the house or is mad at somebody, she turns the baby back into a doll at will and then back into a baby. One more time. The 18-year-old girl has the actual magical ability to turn the doll into a baby or not, or at least that's what we're led to believe. And I was like... If I had the energy to give two thumbs up, I would have at this point. I was beyond belief. So they can't keep milking the baby. They do it for ten fucking episodes, right? They can't keep throwing this, this baby into dollism or not. They know that in the writer's room. So in season two, she gets trapped in a room. She's a prisoner with a mannequin that she starts calling mom. Oh, mwah. Oh, my God. 
one more time. <laughs> We've already had a whole season of I can make the doll real or not. And now she's trapped in an attic with a mannequin that she starts calling mom and like really treating her like she's mom. She's still not the main character. We're still mostly dealing with everything through the eyes of the mom and dad and uncle to a certain degree. I can't tell you how excited I was for the mannequin to come to life. They use this mannequin, just every square inch of it, so many shots and silhouettes and everything, and my God, the payoff is not there at the end of a whole season of her talking to mom, the mannequin. Ugh. Here's the great thing, though. The cult comes back at the end of season two to get her. And she's all like, no, I have, I have powers. Which, obviously, right? Because how else is she turning the baby into a doll or not? And so she's like, no. And the cult's all like, well, we have to kill you now. And so she kills a cult member. Sorry, spoilers. Don't care. Season three opens, and now she's the star of the show. Which only makes sense to me, because if you have a show in which someone has the powers of Jesus, they probably should not be a side character, right? Because the dad's a stay-at-home dad who, who has a nanny, so he doesn't take care of the baby. The dad's a stay-at-home dad who cooks, and she's a reporter. And that's already a boring show, right? That's already just mad about you, the horror TV show. It's terrible, right? And took him two whole seasons to be like, hey, do you think... The magical witch young lady, young woman that we have, you think she might get more screen time? You know, instead of her just, like, hissing from shadows and stuff? <laughs> so season three, they abandon the premise of dolls altogether. They, they briefly dip back into she can turn the baby into a doll if she's mad at you, very briefly. But they mostly abandon it. And it's mostly her just dealing with the cult and also making her own. That's right. Three seasons in, and now she's the star of the show. She's making her own little cult of homeless people who worship her, who might have belonged to the other cult, the evil cult at some point. But then everyone just, the word got around that she was like, oh, she can turn a, she can turn a doll. They never really explain how the word got around or why they're all so enraptured with her. But we do know for certain that there's, like, she has followers, and she, like, gives them orders and, like, sermons and shit, and they, they can't get enough of it. <sighs> this culminates in season four. And let me tell you, they, they really, they really know how to tickle the old genitals in season four. They know that you want a climax, and they're just not going to give it to you. So... Towards the very end of the whole show, we're talking like three episodes left, a dude shows up, and he's all like, oh, there's no magic powers going on in this TV show. She's got no magic powers. And the husband and, and Ron Weasley are like, what? What are you talking about? Of course she does. And he's like, nah, nah, there's tunnels underneath your house. There's Here, let me show you. Look at that. Hidden tunnel, right there. She was probably just stashing the baby in there. That's how she was doing it. 
swap the baby out for the doll. Dum-dums, you think, what, you think magic's real? Dum-dums? Come on. And then they're bringing up all the other magic shit that they've seen or done that I've glossed over. And at one point, the home chef dad is like, uh, I couldn't taste or feel anything for months. I couldn't taste or feel anything at all. And the guy who's saying that there's a, a rational explanation for everything is all like, maybe you had a cold. And when he said that, even though it hurt me, even though it physically hurt me, and I did not have the energy for it, I laughed so hard I cried. Oh, I, oh, you had paralysis? You couldn't feel anything from your nerves? Eh, you just had a cold. <laughs> and the show delivers it so sincerely, I didn't buy it for a fucking second. Come on, we're right at the end. This guy could have shown up any time. And that's all it takes. After seeing all the crazy shit that they have and everything they've been through, the two dudes are like, well, you know what? I guess you're right. I guess I guess she's just, you know, your average 18-year-old uh, who steals babies and replaces them with dolls. You know what? That's cool. I accept this. So they leave, and then the guy's all like, I'm sorry, God. I'm a member of the evil cult, and I am so sorry for having to lie to them because we both know the 18-year-old is so powerful. Dun-dun-dun! So how does this show, with all this magic and, and this intrepid character and all of these storylines end? Well, obviously, there's only one way that it can, right? She's got magic powers. There's an evil cult after her. She's got a good cult, or she's evil, and the evil cult is good, but, like, they have a fight, or she uses her powers. No, not at all. After building it up for two seasons that she has her own little following, she's all like, eh, go away. And they're like, okay. I mean, just like Forrest Gump. She might as well just said, I'm tired. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. After all of that buildup, she's just all like, eh, eh. It's raining, so you probably should go somewhere else. <laughs> The evil cult is all like, we're not strong enough to defeat you. Why they think that is a real fucking mystery to me. Why? Because there's a lot of the evil cult members. It's not like a farmhouse full. They've got members in the police and like they've got people willing to put on costume and wigs and like do undercover work like they this cult's got some muscle. But apparently they just, they're, uh, it's never explained. But they're like, we can't take you out. But the world's going to end if you don't kill yourself. And just like every 18-year-old wants to believe, like, really, I'm that important? The show ends without any answer on how she's making the baby real or not. It does confirm that she's been making the baby real. But how or, or really why is is totally left up in the air and then you get to watch torture porn as she kills herself for like three minutes like three straight minutes of her killing herself uh, i am starting to think that m night Shalaman does not care for women especially young ones there's just there's something about his recent spate of work 
where it's like, huh, yeah, um, <laughs> if you, you have, you, you have children, don't you? You've met a woman. What's going on there, M. Night? It's a lot like Zack Schneider, where, you know, it's like, you hear, <laughs> this is a bit off color, it's like, you hear he has a, a, a daughter at home, and then you watch Sucker Punch, and you're like, oh, hope those, hope you don't bring your work home with you, Zacky. Uh, so it's a, it's just a little bit like that. I needed this show. It was terrible. And it got me so excited for From Season 2. And when From Season 2 is done, I can't wait to tell you about it because there is something so nice about watching a horror show and it just goes on and on and on and on. But there's just no fucking purpose or meaning to any of it. And if it doesn't scare you, which it's very hard for a TV show to maintain scares. The X-Files couldn't fucking do it. The X-Files. <laughs> and they got to have a different premise every week. Oh. So I'll be very excited a uh, couple of months to tell you all about. From season two. Uh, very, 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 very excited after this. Okay. So that was me. I was sick, but I'm back on the horse, uh, doing okay. Thank you so much for all the well wishes, all the patience, and everything else. Uh, the time you hear this, I should be either uh, fully done or well working on, uh, making sure the Patreon's stocked up, you know, uh, getting, getting, uh, getting back ahead on the podcast, kind of let that go slack for a little bit, but I'm in it to win it. This is, this is me trying as hard as I can just to, to write them stories for you and have a, have a good time doing it. Hope you are too. So thank you very much for being a fan. And here it comes. Are you ready? Because I'm bad at this. Here comes that super sexy story that uh, you should have been listening to the whole time instead of me ranting about a TV show about a doll. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> don't like it when I'm mean. You don't like it when I tease you. Then why does it make you wet? Huh? Why does it make you so fucking wet? Oh, come on. Stop this bullshit. We both know what you love. You love to be teased. You love to be dragged. You love the entirety of it. You know that nobody else can do it to you. Not like me. Mm-mm. Taking my fingers and turning them into claws and raking your skin just so. Starting at your knees and working my way down. Oh, you love what I do to you, don't you? You love how I make you feel. Why do you fight it? You want to be called names? You want to be roughed up a little? You just have to ask, why deny? Uh-uh. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Your pathetic fucking pussy. Look at what it's doing for me. 
just calling it out, just rubbing you down like this. Oh, it's so easy. First, I take my fingernails down your skin, and then I rub my palms up. That burning sensation, that shivering cold lightning that you're feeling, that's because you love to be manhandled. You adore it. Your body needs it. Why not give in? Here, look at how easily I can flip you onto your stomach and then start with your ass. Oh, of course you're ready for me to slam it, to fuck it. But just feel these fingernails drape across, scrape on up. <laughs> it really is that easy, isn't it? It really is that easy for me, isn't it? Uh-uh. Grabbing these cheeks and spreading them apart. Can't you feel it? How hot they are? Mm. I'm gonna grab these fucking ass cheeks so goddamn hard. I'm gonna leave an impression in them. Oh, you're gonna feel this one tomorrow. You might feel it the day after. And that is so much hotter to me. Then mm. slapping your meat around. Huh? Do you need it like that? A hand on the back of your neck as I kick your thighs open. Lie there just like that. Don't you even try and get up. You are mine. In total, and entirely. I do what I want with you. I do what I need with you. When I need release, you will give it to me, and I know just the spot to take it from. <laughs> Your pathetic little pussy. Look at that. It's already shivering. It's already so wet for me. Look at it. Oh, keep your face buried in the mattress top. Don't piss me off now. You're so close to getting what you actually want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the way I press my knees into your thighs, the way that the bed moans and creaks, the way that the mattress sinks as I put my hands on either side of you, you are so small compared to me. And you love that size difference. You'll never fucking admit it out loud, but you love how big I am in every single capacity. Oh, why do you make me try? Why do you make me fight for it? This should be mine always. <laughs> and because you're doing it, I'm not going to open you up nicely. No. You better hope that pussy's just as wet as I say. Because I'm not using my fingers tonight. I'm not even considering it. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to make you ache. You're my property, and that's what I want you to do. Feel like my hurt property. Feel like my damaged thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Ah, oh, you make me so hard. The way that you play difficult, the way that you say no when you mean yes, you make me so fucking hard. And that's why I'm going to be hard on you. And that's why I'm going to take you so difficultly. <laughs> I don't have to. I just want to. I want to show you who's boss after all. Shove your pretty face into that mattress by pushing my hand on the back of your head. Down, down, down it goes. Oh, and I'm going to keep both of my hands on your back and I'm going to press those breasts into the mattress with every single thrust. Ooh, do you like feeling my hard dick against your cheeks? Hmm? Mm, aren't they burning still? Or do I have to shred them up further? Uh-uh. Uh-uh, baby, 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 the fucking things you do to me. Did you want a worse name? You know I can call you one easily. I'd rather call you baby as I'm making you feel empty. <laughs> and then, all too full, you are mine. And with every pump, I'm going to show you the stress release, the pleasure, everything that you give to me. Good God damn yes. <laughs> mm, was that a shiver anticipation or fear or desire? Huh? Is your body just shaking because I've put too much pressure on it? Oh, the poor thing. But I bet you can take it. I bet you can take it all. <sighs> you make me want to pounce you all the time. You have no idea how attractive you are. Do you? Fucking do you? You can never see it. And when I jump you, when I touch you, when I need you, then you can finally let it out. God damn, I want you all the time. I want you so badly right now, I'm only barely holding myself back. Mm. Mm, you're going to give it to me, aren't you? You're going to give it to me, aren't you? You don't have a fucking choice, but say yes. Say I can have everything. Moan it, God damn it! Moan it right into the fucking mattress. Mm, just like you're going to give all those other moans off, huh? Just like you're going to give everything else. Oh, I can barely contain myself. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? How badly I want you. Can you fucking feel it? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Right there. Yes, you fucking can. Sliding my big thick dick up and down that ass crack like I'm swiping a credit card mm, tapping the tip right against your sweet little cheeks mm, you feel it 
What'd you do to me? What'd you fucking do to me? This is your fault. You made me so big. You made me so hard. Now you have to make me small and soft. That's what you have to do. Your mind, say it. Say your fucking mind as I push him to you. Say your fucking mind as I take the head of this cock and start to slide it into you. Don't you fucking moan. I said say that you're mine. I didn't say to get off. I didn't say to rapture. I didn't say anything of the sort. I said, say you're mine as I push into you. Mm -hmm. You are, and I'm the only one that could ever claim you like this. We both know it's true. Oh, good God damn yes. <sighs> <sighs> I love how wet you get for me. I love how fucking wet you get for me. You hear me? All the pussies in the world, and I love how wet this one is. Mm, so tight if I don't open you up first. Ooh, the way you grip it. Ooh, the way you grip it. Mmm. You tease the head of my cock so goddamn good. Oh. Oh. Oh, as I put my hands on your shoulders, palm on your back, just like I said I would, and start to ride you, mm, thrusting my hips forward and pushing in in just that right way. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck, yes. Oh, you feel so fucking good, baby. You feel so fucking good. You feel so goddamn good. I don't even know where to fucking start. Mm, but I know where I'm going to finish. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, I better feel that fucking pussy spasming. You hear me? My cunt better be fucking vibrating by the end of this. You better show me, too. Mm-hmm. Mm, don't focus on the pain. Don't focus on the aggravation. Focus on being a perfect little hole for me. Just a perfect fucking little hole. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <sighs> The way in. Was that torture you were making so many little moans and yips, huh? Ah, but we finally bored all the way inside you. And now we can pull out. Oh, isn't that worse in a way, huh? 
Isn't the absence causing even more friction and pain than the insertion? Uh-huh, it's because your pussy needs me. Your pussy knows that it's me. And it knows that it serves me. It needs me so bad. Oh, baby, you're so fucking pathetic. Oh, do you even know who's more pathetic, you or your pussy? Is it you or her? Or do you both just cry out for me in unison? Uh huh. Mm so hard. Oh, baby, you make me so fucking hard. You make me need you just like this. I want to beat that fucking pussy up. I want to beat my pussy fucking up. And the only reason why I don't all the time is so she'll keep letting me right back in every time I ask, but especially every time I doubt. Mm-hmm. Ah, you hear what you do to me? Huh? You hear what you do to me? Squeeze me. Squeeze me. Come on. I'm fucking you as hard as I fucking can. God damn it. Yes. Take it. Yes. Take it. Yes. Take it. This time I just didn't fucking care. Oh, so if you did lucky you, oh, come here. Mm. These shoulders of yours, mm, they must be so tender right about now. Mm. Oh, I love your little gasp as I pull out of you. Mm. I think that pussy needs me to plug it up all the time. Come here. Uh-oh. Let me flip you on your side. Mm. It's so easy for me to toss around. I know you hate that. 
said, I know you love it too. <sighs> mm. Let me wrap my big arms around you. Get my left arm underneath you. My right arm over you. Mm. Right arm right over that tummy. Left across your breast. Just like a seatbelt. Pull you in against me. You feel this chest, huh? Oh, pressing into your back. Mm, the front of my thighs sealing the back of yours. And I'm just going to hold you here because you're my baby. You're the thing that I need. I need that pussy. And I need it real bad. I need all the other parts of you, too. Mm -hmm. You made me need that pussy because you made me need you. Mm, but you're the perfect stress release. You're the perfect ego validator. Perfect, perfect, perfect in every single way. And God damn, do you feel so good. Skin... Your sweat, your hair, your tickles, your touch. Mm-hmm. That's why no matter how hard I fuck you or how much I dominate you, you'll always be that sweet little baby. You'll always be my sweet little thing. Ah, 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 ah. Mm. See, I can't even bite your ear too long. I have to start mm -hmm. kissing it mm -hmm. and your neck mm -hmm. and your shoulder. Mm -hmm. You always know how to soothe the savage beast in me. And I'll never stop wanting you for it. 